Welcome to the PS Younger Self Podcast, where we talk to inspirational entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives from around the world and how we can all crush our fears to live our most fulfilling lives and always on our own terms. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me for another episode of PS Younger Self. Today, we are getting sexual. That's right. But wait, before you think we're going to air our dirty bedroom secrets, let me clarify. We are talking about sexual empowerment, how and why we need to harness it to lead more fulfilling lives in and out of the bedroom. And unfortunately, right now, during our global current climate and trying times where we're ordered to be quarantined at home has brought about higher levels of tension, anxiety, and stress for a lot of couples around the world who may not have experienced such levels of forced togetherness. And this, unfortunately, has led to increased conflict in the home. And according to a recent survey by The Knot and App Lasting, the most common conflict among couples in confinement right now is around when to have sex, followed by purchasing decisions and of course, phone time. So I thought it would be really valuable and interesting to speak to our guest today, who is a sex and confidence coach. She teaches individuals and couples how to really love their bodies, own their sexuality, and build stronger relationships, both sexually and emotionally with their partners. So please meet our guest today, Agnes Zraus. Welcome, Agnes. Thanks so much for being here with me today to explore this important and very timely topic. I can't wait. Literally, when you announced that, I was like, yes, let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) I already love your energy that you bring um, to this podcast. And I'm so excited because exactly that, like, you know, we only met recently, Elizabeth, like a few weeks ago, literally. But the minute you told me what you do, I was so intrigued. I'm like, who are you? What do you do? Wait, I got to I got to have you on a show. Mm. So I'm so glad we made it happen. And um, yeah, let's be frank. I mean, the topic of sex and sexual empowerment Mm. can come with a bit of stigma or can be looked at as a taboo topic. I mean, at least in the country where I grew up in America and Mm. most certainly in my country of origin, South Korea. Um, But I love how the great, Esther Perel. I'm sure you know Esther Perel. Like she's just a phenomenal woman in this field of study. But she put it this way. She's like, the American culture sees sex as a risk factor. Mm-hmm. As compared to like where she grew up in Europe, being irresponsible is a risk factor. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa. That totally, I totally see that and why they're, at least again, in in where I grew up in the States, like it's just so taboo. People get uncomfortable about talking about it. And so why when I met you and I'm like, oh my God, this woman just exudes like this confidence and is confident to talk about this. Um, so I would love to start off our conversation here. Like, mm. How much do you think our culture, our upbringing, or nurture really influence our ability to harness this level of confidence and empowerment For sure. and sexuality? Yeah, I think that like, so just to interwene or intertwine uh, my personal experience and story is for me, like I grew up, very Catholic, very reserved, very constricted in the way that I'm able to express and very much in that space of you need to be a good girl and you need to be well-behaved. 
And it brought me to a space of, okay, I need to be more shy, I need to be timid, I need to be very careful of how I show up. And from that space, I became very much in this perfectionist uh, space where I thought that I needed to be particularly like very put together and how I show up in the world. So that has been very much my experience. And I know a lot of people's experiences is like you get put into this box, but really there's no growth that can happen. And for me, when I started to tap into more of my self-expression to understand like what I'm all about and especially like my sexual energy and my own sexual desires, I started to see this like wild side come out where she just wanted to be very outward and expressed and show up in the world and like heard and almost to that very extreme place. And I feel that society does that. It's like the kind of like that wide spectrum of where do you fall? And most people are very uncomfortable to fully be themselves because society has put all these like rules and regulations and stigma behind everything. And really at the end of the day, it's like, if we are really expressed fully, we need to own every single part of ourselves. And the sexual energy can be so tender and kind and sweet and it could also be very exotic and wild and like and just like animalistic. So there's such a wide range that we could expose ourselves to that I feel that as a patriarchy really like tries to constrict us is because it is one of those things that we are then put into a space where, okay, well, that means that you're going to play by the rules and then you're not going to shake things up. You're not, you're not going to put things into a space where things are going to be different. It's, you're not going to make people uncomfortable, trigger anyone. You're going to just play by the, by the rules. But when you start to explore and like go into those edges of what's actually possible, then that you get, then you get to really play in the different playground of where I think, especially as women, desire to like go and be. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you so much for providing that background. Um, definitely puts things into context and perspective. But like, I, I definitely relate in terms of or understand in terms of the rules you speak of, mm. because um, so much part of our culture. And I actually kind of similar to you, while I didn't grow up in a um, hardcore Catholic religious background or household, I grew up in a very conservative Korean uh, um, household. And so there were a lot of not only societal like rules and cultural rules that were set in place, but like when it comes to Again, like in in American society and culture, like I feel like a lot of people, at least for girls, we grow up thinking that like when we have sex or when we lose our virginity for the first time, it's like we're giving something up. Mm. And I thought that was so interesting. And I and I heard this perspective from other like sex coaches or sex therapists that um like it's that that type of like frame that that mindset of if we're told at a young age we're giving something up as opposed to gaining pleasure mm. like 
God, like that, that was such an aha moment for me. I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. And maybe that's why like the society is like repressed when it comes to, you know, talking about this topic. What do you think? Yeah, I hear you on that because it is something that we do gain. We do gain like the pleasure. We do gain this another sense of like our own body. We get to understand the different ways that we get to be stimulated and and like our frequency changes as well because when we tap into like the sexual frequency when we tap into especially like the orgasmic frequency it's like one of the highest things that you could get into and so you're playing in a different playground of what's actually possible and you start to create with the universe and to be able to open up and really release and like surrender and lean back because like if you think of like of an orgasm it's literally like you're like oh like you're just like completely done and like you're and then you're able to receive and pull everything into your experience and that like place is quote unquote can be almost like dangerous for regular society because then it's like okay well well this woman that is like can to express all those things instead of what um you know like losing your virginity you're giving something up it's like almost puts you into that space of like well you've done something wrong you are actually should be punished in like, in like the society. And uh, because you then now are, have like stepped into something that is, I don't know, something that like, I guess is supposed to only be done on a specific act of if you have, if you want to have babies, but really at the end of the day, sex and pleasure and all that is, is our birthright. It's something that we it is very very much a human experience and what makes you know one of the many things about being human kind of freaking amazing but actually i want to touch on the the deeper wounds there like you know what what i'm sure a lot of people um can be held back because of deeper wounds whether it's shame or guilt or gosh, you know, even abuse. So um, like, how do you help your clients um, overcome these deeper wounds to eventually, you know, build that confidence and gain that powerful confidence in um, fulfillment? Yeah. One of the most important things, especially for women, is to be held in safety. So the more safe she feels, the more expressed she's able to be. And especially when she's moving through some traumatic moments and experiences and things that are tender, there are like these wounds that are being opened up again and exposed to. It's this witnessing and knowing that she's able to finally be heard, finally be seen, finally be nourished and taken care of and that you know, I've like being in that space of being like, I got you lean back into me. And this is something that gets to be exposed. And it's like, let's see what those layers of emotions are that are around your sexual trauma. So maybe there is a lot of anger or resentment or frustration, whatever those things are, they're stored within our bodies. So it's like we really get to move them out. And what I do a lot of the time 
is do like these embodiment practices. So you actually physically get to move things and feel them come in and out of your body where you're storing everything and there's memories that are in our body. So it's like literally releasing them and, and starting to shift them and dissolve them and not from the space of like dismissive, making them bad or anything like that. It's just like this, okay, we're releasing it and allowing it to be dissolved out into the world, into Mama Earth, and knowing that it's just going to be out of your own system. So then you could be a clear space of like love and acceptance and receptivity and even more pleasure because even that, like a wound of like pleasure is deep as well because what does it mean if a woman loves to have sex and loves to be able to express herself and express herself through that way? A lot of the moments of that is like, that's, that's like said, Oh, well that's like, you don't, you're being too much or like you shouldn't be too loud or whatever those things are like, or if you experience a lot of pleasure or you're really fulfilled in your life that means that you're not being humble so it comes again back into that like oh well stay in this space of being contained and constricted and in this little box where really I think majority of us really want to be able to be fully ourselves and it takes some practice to get out there and like step forward and step forward again and and understand that you are safe and you're protected and you're always being held in this in this space of your own growth. Mm. No, I think that definitely the word safety that you brought up is such an operative word um, in in this relationship dynamic because it's such an intimate experience, you know, and how else could you express your most um your 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 deepest desires and your actual like you know wants if you don't feel safe in that environment so if you are with a partner like is it just um a deeper line of communication mm. to cultivate that safety like what are like ways to ensure that um not only am i going to be in a safe environment and and I th- would like to think and and tell me if you agree or not, but safety is not just about the environment and space and you know the the place, but it's about that emotional level of safety. You know, can I trust this person with what I'm going to tell him or her about my desires and everything? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think like emotionally, it's even more important than the environment because the environment can shift and change and the the person can shift and change. So it's like, how are we able to communicate? So I, the communication is important and communicating I think, first and foremost with your own self. So being in your own practice of like self-pleasure and exploration Mm -hmm. and experimenting with your own body and giving it love like at the end of the day sexuality and all of this is is it's an act of love it's an act of like what do I desire what do I need what feels really good and then communicating from that space because if you are just exposing yourself to other people all the time 
and experimenting with them, maybe you're re-triggering yourself or you're causing mm. trauma because you're just allowing that person to come into your space and they're doing whatever they want to without you being able to even be in any sort of communication because you, you don't know. So I think most people forget that it's actually important to come into your own practice, your own well-being, like tending to your own needs and then from there, when you're full and complete, then you could invite others and you have more of a direct communication and understanding. And of course, you could still like have enjoy that, like, being like, oh, this person does this this particular way, like that's really cool. But you understand what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and what maybe certain things you're like, yeah, that's something that I don't want I don't want to be part of at all, or like understanding like the sensations and like yourself is super important and I think it's actually a perfect opportunity right now with us being literally forced to be by ourselves exploring that within yourself so then when you're out in society when you're out with other people when you're inviting other people into your life that physicality like you're going to be able to understand it better because you've gotten a better relationship with your own internal being. Mm, I'm so glad you went there because that's exactly what I wanted to ask you. Like how important is cultivating a strong self-love and positive self-narrative, like really critical to, you know, bringing that in to your sexual confidence and in a relationship. So Thank you. Um, could not agree with you more there. So then in a, in a relationship dynamic, like, you know, say that you've cultivated this beautiful self-love and positive self-narrative, but you're in a dynamic with your partner where like energetically you're not vibrating at the same level, whether it's like the other person may be lacking the confidence or, oh my God, like one has a bigger appetite than the other or the passion fades. I mean, these are just some of the common scenarios I know couples, you know, personally couples that I know of um, have experienced. So like, are, do you agree? Like these are some of the main reasons that it becomes a demise of like sexual relationships or like, and or like, what do you do there to make sure that you and your partner are on that same level of frequency? Yeah, so I feel like there's so much that we can learn when we are on different wavelengths. And I feel like, especially with spiritual community and leaders and like light beings and all that, like a lot of us are like, well, we need to vibrate at this particular place and that person needs to come and like be in this specific space with us. And there's, but then we get really, I've been noticing like how much limitation there is on that and how much judgment there is. And there's not that much like acceptance and love really from it. So I see it as like, you be you and you do you and you be in your own path. And like, and then if somebody else is coming into your space, and you can dance with that, and it feels really good, because there might be like a frequency that somebody that is like strong and fierce and able to like hold you and be really grounded and then you come in with your like softness and and vulnerability and then you get to like co-create something that would have maybe been different like maybe you would have maybe not 
gone there and dismissed if you were just looking for somebody that was in the same space as you. So within relationships, it's like every person gets to go through their own dynamics of whatever they're experiencing at every single moment. And it's about, I believe it's about being really present and open and available to whatever that is here and that's showing up and being really receptive and curious. I think curiosity is one of the most undervalued, but one of the most important things. And I love playing in the field of curiosity. And that comes into experimentation of just being like, cool, like this person is showing up and being like, what is it that they want to teach me? What is it that they want to expose me to? Like, how are we going to be like within our dynamics? And being curious and not shutting down right away. And then noticing your own response and your own physical body and noticing like if that person is somebody that you kind of want to play with or you don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not, and I think you said this and not judging them for expressing that curiosity, because again, to your earlier point, you guys have created that safe environment emotionally where we're going to trust each other. We're going to share our curiosities and desires without any judgment. So um, I like that. But then like, do you have um, any, I'm sure when you work with your clients, like any rituals or unique steps that have really helped um, both individuals and in partners to, you know, build that level of confidence. Like I know we talked about, you know, creating that safe environment with open communication, express your creativity, all of that. But do you have, and if you can speak to some of the, the tactical steps or rituals um, that like people can actually start to work on. For sure. One of the first ones that came to my mind was um, love, fears, and desires. So when you're with another person or even with yourself, you could play this in your own like sexual um, self-pleasure practice. It's like, okay, what do my what do I love about that? If you're sitting in front of a person being like, okay, you're going to set a timer. You could just do it for however long. Like, what do I love about this person? What do I admire about them? And just like allowing yourself to speak and then going from a space of, okay, what am I fearing? What am I scared of? What am I um, not ready to potentially say, but I'm like willing to expose it? Like, what am I vulnerable in? And then what am I desiring? What am I really wanting? What is it that I want to be exploring? And you could do that within um, a relationship of whatever sort of relationship it is, or even with yourself being like, okay, what do I, you know, your own self-love? What am I grateful for within my own body? What am I loving and admiring within myself? What feels really good in my own experiences? What am I scared of? What do I potentially uh where do I maybe not want to go? Like, what am I fearful of? And then what do I desire? What am I really wanting to call in and pull into my experience? And that right there becomes, it's actually like a pretty complete thing to be able to experience. And that's one of the, the exercises and practices that I feel is really powerful to really get into. And it doesn't have to be all around sex. It could be like, okay, I love the way that you look at me. I love the way that we play and we laugh. It could be like, I desire 
um, for us to be able to spend a little bit more quality time together instead of being on our phones all the time or something like that. Or like, I desire to experience this like new position with you. I desire to feel even more um, connection with you where we get to see each other and look at each other. And so doing that from like in a very present way, if it's, if it's by yourself or with another person um, can really start opening up new possibilities for you. Mm, No, that's really helpful. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of that, um, again, just really underscores the fact that, you know, the, the more confident you are within yourself and you are honest with yourself in terms of like what you um, really desire and what you want and what you're comfortable with. And again, to use your word, like you experience, are you experiment with your own curiosity will help you bring that level of like, curiosity and confidence like with your partner right because like if you haven't done that experimentation and confidence building like I would only assume um it's quick to kind of blame that oh I'm not fulfilled in the partnership you know in the bedroom but yet maybe some of it could be um improved upon if you know you did that work on your own to figure out like oh, I actually really like enjoy this or I didn't realize that like I have a curiosity in this area. Mm -hmm. I know you work with individuals as well as couples. Like I'm just curious in your line of work, has it been harder or easier um, in working with like couples versus um, individuals? Because I feel like with individuals, they have this sense of um, safety knowing that they're going to have a private um, um, confidential conversation with you. Mm-hmm. But with couples, like, are they as open to express like what's been holding them back, not only in the relationship, but now with a third party? Um, so just curious, like, you know, obviously without, you know, mentioning, you know, people they worked with, but just in that dynamic, what is it harder? Is it different? I actually love to always like separate people. <laughs> just be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Getting, okay. Yeah. It was just like, cause I feel that it does create this like intimacy and confidentiality of like being like, okay, you get to expose whatever it is that you want. And then from there, it gives them like the power to go and communicate that to their partner while after like, processing something with me and then being able to be like, okay, now I'm able to communicate this with this person rather than getting so intertwined within the relationship. Cause the difference between like a coach and a therapist is really like a therapist is there and it's like, okay, you get to like expose everything and um, share all the things and like kind of be in like the mess of it all. And a coach really is there to like more so empower and bring somebody into like a solution and get them to a space of like, oh, wow, like I've just realized that. So it's like getting them out of that entangle entanglement and when mm. two people are together it becomes this like it can be very like intertwined and like there's so much happening all at once so it's easier to just have it to be like okay cool like we have two separate spaces you have more time you have more 
opportunity to be here in your own space to breathe and to create whatever you want to create rather than be um, managing people and like their stories and everything that's happening. Cause then it becomes, can kind of become a little bit, yeah, like entangled. Oh, interesting. No, that makes sense. So then after you've worked with them individually, um, ultimately do you then bring them together and have another like session or a conversation or not at all? It depends on the person's desires. Uh, mm. I find often it's like, it feels really good to go into your own conversation and you feel more confident and ready rather than have somebody there witnessing you in that space. So it's, I, I love when people get to their own solutions and something, and then they're like able to bring it out into their own relationships. Um, so I tend to do it in that way, but every person's so different and every like a sex coach does something a little slightly differently, but that's like what, I feel has really worked and feels really good for people and their experiences. Mm. Okay. So my last question, Agnes, is something I love to ask all of my guests is if you can share one piece of advice to your younger self, what would be that one wisdom you would pass on? So she is reminded to always live fully in the present and always on her own terms. Hmm. This is so important to always come back to this. I feel like our inner little child always guides us so much. So to give her like this gift of what we would tell her is I think a really important piece. Uh, so for me, I would tell my little child or like my like long time ago to be able to just play in this world and get curious and not get so wrapped up in having everything so perfect and so put together and just allow her to be fully expressed and fully present in every single moment and fully just take everything in because I feel that is something that really will shape her even more into being fully expressed in herself. So that's what I would tell her. Mm, well, I know that you embody that completely. So thank you for sharing that. And again, for spending your time with me today. And thank you everyone for tuning in again to PS Younger Self and just spending your time with me every week to explore topics that can further our conscious evolution and help us live our most fulfilling lives. I am truly humbled that so many have been listening from all around the world, literally six out of seven continents. It's just wild to me. And I know we are living through challenging, unprecedented times right now, and many of us, single or in a relationship, are having a hard time managing heightened stress. So I really encourage you to please reach out to a coach or an expert like Agnes or even friends as a resource. I truly believe that there are always opportunities in times of adversity. So whether you're single or in a relationship, we have an opportunity to deepen our relationship with ourselves or our partner right now. 
And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of PS Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms. Thank you.